Welcome to today's episode for people interested in the extraordinary, yet ancient and often long forgotten stuff. This is your host, Joseph Schinwald from ownbythebeach.com. Our guest today is Christine Durney. She is the co-founder and executive consultant and coach for Mental Wellness Unleashed. And I will talk more about her biography a little later. Hello, Christine. So nice to have you on the podcast. It's our second interview. Hi, Joe. Happy me. I'm so excited to, sit, to be here with you again. Yes, it's really nice. We know each other a little bit already. We can have a wonderful conversation. Uh, Kristen, she is a seasoned corporate human resource resources executive with 20 plus years working with large Fortune 500 companies, medium-sized and small organizations. She works with leaders, employees, and teams to develop and support an inclusive best-in-class mental health and wellness culture in the workplace. Christine designs programs in cognitive behavioral techniques that strengthen mindset, promoting confident, mindful skills for peak results and wellness. One of her quote, facing adversity with resilience and authenticity to help create solutions to transform behavior and mindset is the key to life-changing growth. Christine Durney. So today, our topic is spirituality and mental health. Christine, I have no question for you except making this uh, somehow work out with spiritual and mental health. What is the relationship between the two? Absolutely, um, Joseph. There's a huge relationship um, between spirituality and mental health. And, you know, just from my own experiences, we were talking earlier about um, resilience and the seven principles of resilience that is grounded in positive psychology. And what positive psychology is, is what's life um, giving, not life depleting. And one of those one of those seven principles are is faith and understanding one's purpose. And, you know, I'll speak from my experience, um, which I've talked to a lot of people, including clients around spirituality and how that really affects our mental health. Um, when we're going through hard, difficult, difficult times, so many times we rely on something that's bigger than ourselves. And we know that everyone has their different types of spirituality. Every, you know, there's, different, there, there's God, there's Buddha, there's different, there's different types of spirituality that people have. But, but believing in something bigger than yourself is what gives us purpose. If we, if we don't believe in something big, that's bigger than ourselves and something that we're supposed to do that's bigger than ourselves, it's hard to get through those trying times. And I know for myself, well, um, you know, when I was in therapy, after therapy, end of this day, things such as um, prayer, meditation, um, morning rituals that, um, that you and I have discussed before that I, that I, that I do on a, a daily basis and nightly rituals, um, and for me, involve some type of meditation and prayer. And that spirituality, that spirituality really helps me say, oh, my purpose is this. And so I think there's also there's a, there's also a connection between um, spirituality and your purpose and what you're supposed to, be, supposed to be doing that's bigger than you. People ask me all the time, like, how did you find your purpose? And I'm like, well, it, it was more about it found me to a certain degree because I prayed about it. And I also said, this is what I need to be doing to make a bigger impact in the world and the community that I live in. Yes. Yes, to, to connect the self, the self uh, with something bigger, and often it's also just a different understanding about the self, because the self is not that little, uh, you know, thing we think 
operationaliteit, de ego, de uh, zelf, like van de spirituality, van de oriental, uh, you know, Hinduism, for instance, you know, in Buddhism, they have a, a little bit different expression. When it comes to self, there actually is a no self, but it's also just meant to be like uh, the map is not the territory. So no self just means don't get fixated on some kind of concept when you think about who you are. And in Hinduism, of course, the self is uh, it's what they what they consider to be God. And you can hardly compare uh, these kind of cosmologies with our Western, uh, you know, uh, like Judeo-Christian Islamic traditions, because there is uh, there not same kind of creator, creator God, like here, like one example, you know, we say in the Old Testament here, God made man out of clay, right? Well, that's creation, right? So you have clay, you have matter, which in the East is anyway kind of uh, illusion thing. Matter, it's Maya, this is not real. However, when you go to uh, Taoism, for instance, they also have the metaphor of clay, but they just say, and that's very, that says a lot now, they say the usefulness of a, a pot of clay is its emptiness. So nothing is made out of clay. It's like the usefulness is the void, the emptiness, that cosmic thing where everything is just coming and going and where all the planets are and where the good and evil is happening and everything is in there in that in that emptiness. So uh, that um, that is for me, uh, when it comes to, uh, let's say, a discussion about mental health and spirituality, I think the first thing one would say needs to be defined because, you know, spirituality, talking to a personal God is very different from listening to um, ultimate reality, medi meditating, meditation, right? Uh, uh, discovering who one really mm -hmm. is. Uh, and uh, there, there are, there's a, a distinction, a huge distinction. What do you think about? You know, I really, I really like your example. Um, I think you said earlier about ego and also the clay example. So, you know, when, when, when we're spiritual, um, it really lets, lets us relieve ourselves of that ego, meaning um, it opens ourselves to mindfulness, living the present, empathetic thinking, compassion, forgiveness. Uh, in my situation, um, I had to do some forgiving with, you know, with what I, what I had gone through and, you know, it was holding me back. And I think a lot of times people, when they're going through trauma or going through a different situation, or they're like, you know, I know what, you know, when I lost one of my loved ones to cancer, he said to me, I pray for you, not for me. And I saw him going to the other side and everyone can decide on what that side means to them. But not only did I see it, I felt it. And it was a sense of, I mean, and I, and this is what it did Joseph for me. I, I didn't question things anymore. I'm like, everything happens for a reason. I lost, was it, was losing this person painful? Yes. We can still go through the emotions of all these, the, 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 the sufferings and the pains. But the thing about it is when we have spirituality, there's meaning to what we go through. There's meaning to adversity there's meaning to lived experiences there's meaning to trauma there's meaning to something if you can find meaning out of that and become out better for it and also help others come out better for it that's what we, that's when we get really deep into spirituality 
in, in my perspective, yes. because we really have the opportunity. If, if we are, you know, ain't like, for instance, I'll give an example. Anger is just, is fear and hurt. So when, when people are experiencing anger and on the other side of it, what we really needed to be doing is saying, I feel for this person. Well, for order for us to have those types of empathy and compassion, forgiveness, we have to have some type of spirituality. And like you said before, it goes beyond meditation. We're praying to our own God, our own higher being, our own whatever that is in our spirituality. But but and I know this from lived experiences, you really can not possess those qualities unless you're spiritual and have the opportunity in your own life to have those those, those areas of forgiveness, of, of thoughtfulness, of mindfulness, of as, as positive psychology calls, how can we live our, live our best selves? When we live our best selves, then we're helping others live their best selves. And it goes back mm-hmm. to that spirituality piece. And, I, and again, again, I say that everybody has their own spirituality and they have their own type of praying. They have their own type of ways of, of you know, having that conversation with their higher being. But in order for us to, to possess those types of traits, we have to have some type of spirituality. Yes. Spirituality, in fact, I would say everybody, you know, should think about it for themselves, what it is. And, uh, you know, there's not a mm-hmm. cut the definition for spirituality. It means something to me. It means something maybe I would say differently in a month from now. But really, when I look at the relationship between spirituality and mental health, I see spirituality as the overarching wholeness the wholeness where everything would be divided in our minds with words like mind, body, soul, what have you. God, it's there's a oneness. We are not separated. When spirituality really is felt, it's like, you know, you're not separated from it all. Uh, there's no way you are separated from this outside, from the cosmos, from God from what have you, you know. And, but when you feel separated, then you lose this wholeness and you can go in the wrong direction. You can go and do a very uh, suffer, suffering place when you are identifying yourself with the ego, when you are identifying yourself not with who you really all of it are, because you can't even identify with words because words are actually just a certain point just if, if, if you think about yourself, who you really are, or even if you think about your beliefs, your private beliefs about God, um, then you feel that this is the key. Do not identify with anything lesser than who you really are. And then you don't need to identify because really um, that is more like a, a being. Because as soon as you identify, you identify with uh, thoughts. It's always like this. And that cannot be. You know, it's interesting you know. that just that you said something that. Yeah, you know, you said something very, very pertinent and relevant, and that's the mind, body, soul and spirit connection. And when and when you we talk about there's two different, different things we can talk about. We talk about the mind and body connection, meaning there's always a connection with our vagus nerve. You know, for, if we're not feeling well mentally, we're physiologically not feeling well and vice versa. Right. We They're connected. And 70 percent of the serotonin is released from our digestive tract. So we talk about, you know, when someone has depression or mental health issues, oftentimes they, they feel, 
you know, anxiety, they have um, digestive problems, they have aches and pains, all this. But when you look at, so, so when I look at spirituality from a mental health perspective, I always talk about it holistically, which is what you just explained. And that's truly having a mind and body, soul and spirit connection. And if, and if there's, if there's something that's missing from that holistic piece, that's a puzzle, I call it the puzzle, you know, I call it mind, body, soul, spirit. It's a puzzle to me. And if you've got a part, a piece of the puzzle missing, then you're going to find yourself in, in a, in a, in a way that's because each one of them affect the other. Um, and I think that when we have the, the opportunity to reduce and lessen that ego and let in the mind, body, spirit, and soul connection, then that's when we truly are who we are. We're, you know, you know, I know the word authentic is used sometimes kind of overused. Um, some people don't even like to use the word authentic anymore, but I still like it because it really, it, you can, you really know when someone's being authentic, you, you know, when you know, when someone's living a limitation self and when people have mental health conditions that, that haven't been addressed and they don't have that spirituality component, they're living their limitation self because they're not able to put the puzzle of the mind, body, spirit, and soul connection together. And so, you know, that's a, that's a big component. And then again, that helps us release the ego so we can be who we truly are and live our true potential. Yes. It, it, and it, clear, it, it clears our mind it, to get to, to be able to think, what is that? What does that mean? It gets us out of the brain fog. Yes, exactly. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's really for me, it's um, that, that whole idea of being separated from the outside, like uh, separated from the universe, separated from the source of life or any separation mm -hmm. is this is really what uh, what is causing uh, mental health problems, I think. Because even if you talk about spiritual, spirit, what is it really? It's like that thing that we are not disconnected, that we are, you cannot really be separated from it all because it all goes with this and this goes with that and the outside implies the inside, the, out, the inside implies the outside. It all goes together. But when we are going in our, within ourselves too much and we feel that separation, then all kinds of weird things can happen. And meditation, I believe, is, is, is going there because, you know, there are so many different kinds of meditations, but ultimately just a few major types. And that is the, as I see it, that is the, uh, the self-inquiry meditation, which is uh, who am I? Who am I? Very important to refer who am I, to refer this meditation to this discovery of who you really are, because you're not your ego. You're not your roles in life. You know, that's like a chessboard. You're playing, but you should not identify with the with the chess pieces because you are the player. You are more than that. And then the other next meditation would be the mantra meditation. I don't know much about it, of course, but that's the Hindu stuff. And then the Buddhism, you have to be pasana. That's very much like this, that you really observe what's going on. Your thoughts are not your thoughts. They're just there. You have a body. You have a mind, but you're not that. So then you see this more subjectively and you see, oh, this is all just occurring within my consciousness. And then you have these sasen, sen, where you just sit a lot. I mean, I was never attracted to it. And uh, I like sen. I like sen stories and all this. Mindfulness, everybody talks about mindfulness now. That's a big thing. And uh, I think the last one uh, would be the metta. Meta meditation, which is loving kindness meditation. These are the Buddhist ones. For mm -hmm. when we talk about Buddhism, 
we talk about four meditations. When we talk about meditation in general, there is just the Taoist one and then the Hindu and the Buddhist one. Because we actually are used to contemplation. We contemplate on scripture. We are praying to a personalized God. It's very different. There's no right and wrong. It's beautiful that we have always been right in the world. However, I think when you look at these meditations, that the main types of it, uh, and you know, this contemplation, it goes there also because we all know these mystics, the myst- mysticism, the mystics, Thomas Merton, and they could do the same like the Orientals, but they were believing in a God, you know. And so ultimately, I think it's like that wholeness that we can experience ourselves as an expression of the universe itself. And like the universe, it looks at itself in a billion different, billions of different ways. And yet it's uh, irresistibly attracted to itself through us and through the, you know, when you look outside the nature, the birds, the flowers, it's, it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful show. That is a show. And it's not a television show. It's a real show, right? And yeah, to make a long story short, I think uh, when we talk about spirituality and health, mental health, I think that's where health comes in. Healthier is to feel connected. With other people, you know. Well, and we all, you know, we we you, yes, exactly. I mean, we and we talk about living in the present, mindfulness. You know, as you said, being part of the universe. We're we're looking as as you know, too many people are walking through life, right? They're not they're not experiencing the flowers, the trees, the leaves, the grain. I mean, like they're just walking through. What's the next thing I need to be doing? And so when we're mindfulness, when we're being when we're practicing mindfulness. We're being grounded. And, you know, it goes back to the puzzle I said before, and like what you said about being part of the universe, we're, you know, what, what, what we give out, we get back. So when we are authentic self and we're living within the universe and we're feeling grounded, we're attracting what we're giving out. So it affects our, or, you know, examples where you, there'll be certain people that just their vibes are negative. They're sending out negative vibes and, and you're kind of, you're kind of taking on that emotion. So, you know, I always call it the mental Rolodex. Make sure, you know, you're, you're, you're with people that have the same type of, you know, it, what they call spirituality, um, like-minded people say different, say it in different ways, but, but that's a big thing about energy vibrations too, because energy vibrations are part of spirituality too, because when we're, when we have high energy vibrations, we have high spirituality, we have low energy vibrations, we have low spirituality, and then we're obviously missing a part. And then that, that allows our ego to enter where we're not able to be our true self. So we always talk about ego a lot. People, I see that on, you know, Seth, you see a lot of posts on LinkedIn about releasing the ego. So you can, you know, you're not, so you're not getting in your own way. So I think that, you know, truly being authentic is like releasing of that and being that law of attraction to say, I'm giving out what I want to receive back and vice versa. So that too, I think is a big part of it is being grounded in that spirituality, where we're able to do those things that we're talking about today. Yes. Yeah, that, that's uh, the point also, you know, with all this emotional intelligence. I mean, you cannot be spiritual if you don't combine all of it. But the whole personality has to be um, just that that emptiness where everything occurs, where emotions come in and go, where thoughts come in and go. You don't identify with it, but that's life. That's your life. That is the beauty of having the senses, sensual experiences, knowledge from senses, because 
at, in, at a certain aspect, it's limited. And then at another aspect, it uh, allows us to live our life. However, we should always know that uh, we are just interconnected. I mean, is this a good word, interconnected? A lot of people use it also. But in Buddhism, it's a very, uh, a very important notion, the interdependent co-origination of everything. Mm-hmm. So we cannot really, you know, uh, it, it's it's like I had this uh, recently this incredible experience because I talked with a friend of mine, and uh, I talked uh, about well, we came to this to, to a certain topic, which was me being twelve years old and having had an incredible bad experience <laughs> trauma, and I all my life now I'm sixty two. I was always carrying this around with me. And so he said to me, let's heal it, you know. And so he asked me a few questions. And suddenly I felt the next day, I, I was, my assignment was to think about it every day a few minutes. But I was thinking permanently about it because it was so liberating because I felt whole again because I saw myself before that happened. And when and after it happened and that weird thing, I never wanted to think about it anymore or remember anymore. And yeah, the wholeness, you know, that is the main thing. You want to be like you always have all these ages in you. You're still a child in you, right? But the problem begins when you start uh, separating all these things. Like I'm now 62 and I'm not anymore a child. But what is the difference, you know? Of course, it's all happening at the same time in us, within us, and uh without us because we cannot survive one second without the without you know it starts with breathing i mean it's it's where's the difference right where is the separation there's no separation and you bring up a good point too we all have an inner child and if if that inner child isn't healed um through what through whatever we go through or there are certain things we pick up in our, in, as an inner as a child and we haven't dealt with those situations, it can really affect how we act as an adult. Um, but, you know, as you're talking about the trauma, I mean, with mental health, it's like in people like myself with PTSD and clinical anxiety and clinical depression, you know, it's one of those things where, I mean, I was telling someone this the other day, and in fact, she's like, I want you to come back on my, on my podcast again and talk more about it. We talk about PTSD, there's always going to be triggers there. But the the beautiful thing about, about about the way that we handle PTSD is that we can deal with the triggers if we have the right mindset and the coping mechanisms. And for me, again, that involves spirituality because you have to rely on something that's bigger than yourself to, to help you get through some of these things instead of questioning why. You can pray about it. You can meditate about it. You, you can do different things to help calm those triggers, calm those situations, calm the symptoms of mental health conditions that can sometimes be for some certain people and depending on where they're in their journey can be very debilitating. And so when we, when we, when we enter in spirituality and being our whole self that we've been talking about during this conversation and heal whatever those trauma. And again, you don't have to have a mental health condition to go through a trauma or trauma to have a mental health condition, but you have to heal. And the only way we can do that is if we have some type of spirituality to help us along that path. And it really does open up our ability to be our true whole selves. And then again, we're part, being part of the universe is talking about it. I was, I was really, I was actually feeling it because if you think about it, we always talk about emotional intelligence, 
and, and how important that is. But people that live in the past are consumed by the past or someone who's worried about the future is can't think, can't live in the present. And that brings us down to the mindfulness and the, and the groundedness that we talked about um, earlier. And so, again, that involves that spirituality. What is our purpose? You know, keeping our keeping ourselves in, in a place where we are able to live in the present knowing that things are going to be okay. Because the other thing that, that people, especially with this pandemic too, people are in, you know, are in fear mode. And this year people are still in fear, fear mode. And, and if you, if you have some type of spirituality and you're talking about um, Buddhism, some different types of, of spiritualities, that fear either goes away or it's just not so it doesn't, it doesn't, oh, it's, it's, it doesn't become overwhelming where it's like looping. Yes. So people that are not fear, it's looping they can't they can't get to that place where they can live the, their whole selves and their true purpose yes and you know it's it's a sometimes you cannot solve problems by yourself sometimes you need that conversation with with others with friends mm -hmm. um like you know to get out of your mind because why are you in your mind because you identify yourself with it you know but out of your mind you yep. can go out of your mind getting completely wasted drunk whatever stone anything but the, <laughs> the point is to get out of your mind is just by reading a book or just going uh, in nature and just going out of your mind spirituality is going out of your mind because you're not your body you're not your mind that's all happening in your consciousness as joseph campbell i just recently read it said the goal of life joseph campbell right the goal of life is to experience yourself as conscious to discover yourself as consciousness I never thought about this, but I have to say, this is very much uh, in line with what I now believe, because it, it, it looks like that, uh, for me at least, that uh, that consciousness is that thing where everything occurs, all thoughts come in there, all emotions come in there, and that's spirituality, because now I know that they come and go. Like, you know, like a famous Zen monk, Sam Masterman said, you know, it's all right to let the thoughts come in like guests in a house. Just make sure the back door is open so they can leave again. You can serve them tea, but make sure they leave again. But, you know, when we hold on to these things like dogmas, even dogmas, when we talk about spirituality, this is not really spirituality, dogmas. I mean, uh, beliefs, all this, you know, this private stuff, I think. But um, ultimately... It is that I think we should be as free in our minds and our consciousness that we can let go of those things. And we don't have to identify with those things. Because when we identify with the thoughts, then we, and that's another thing for me, then we really make ourselves very small. And now we lose the spirituality because the spirituality comes now because we are much more than that. And, you know, I don't have to even believe in in our conception of God in the West, or I don't have to believe in the conception, the cosmology of God in India, whatever. The thing is, really, it's already what is higher and more than ourselves. Well, it's that is already there because when you meditate, you find out you're much more, but it's not like connected with the ego anymore. Because ultimately, like you're nothing at the same time, but you're everything at the same time also. Like the Buddha said once, you know, I don't know, I shouldn't throw around these quotes if I don't know it, but something like, you know, as far as I look out, there is only me I can see. And so, yeah, we have this incredible uh, 
configuration, let's say like this, this circle, this realm, space-time event, us, and it goes out into the universe. Like there's this cons concentric and, and everybody goes out in a different way out there. And everybody is the universe. <laughs> everybody is everything and also nothing. Because without the outside, you know, without the universe or without God, you could say, who are we? We are nothing at the same time. But that nothing. You know, it's interesting. When you're you know, it's interesting. I was just that had a thought when you're talking. You know, every... Everybody that's been, and I'm trying to think of the individual. He's a young individual, and I think his first name is Jay, and I can't remember his last name. But haven't you ever noticed that that monks, even when they when they come out of monkhood, they're still just unbelievably calm. They're just, it's just they're they're just they're. It's every single time I've ever um, listened to to somebody in that you know from that type of environment. They're very calm. They're very grounded. They're very mindful. They just make you feel, I mean, you, in their presence, you just feel this calmness. And, you know, that has to do so much with what, they, what they've what they done in, in their, their private life to get to where they are in their public life. And I've always been very interested in, in monkhood for that reason, because every time I've been in the presence of that, they all have a certain type of being in the universe that's extremely calming yes. so i think that that you know like like we're talking about no matter what type of spirituality you're practicing that might i keep saying it that mindfulness and that living in the present is what keeps us grounded um because you know i say this and, and i recently lost a friend you know you never know you never know what's going to happen. And this individual was my age. So, you know, it's, you never know. And so it was very sudden. So I think if people start thinking about life in that way, about that's how you can truly live in the present. Like we never know what's going on, but to have that calmness in that spirituality in our universe and around us, you know, everything around us has, has vibrations of some sort. Then we can really start to live in the present and say today, what am I, what am I going to do today? to make a difference for others and to make a difference for my community and in my purpose, what is that going to be like today? And if we look at it like from a day-to-day -day basis and continue doing morning rituals and do those things such as prayer, meditation, whatever it is that spirituality does for you, that's what really brings us that calmness and groundedness. Yes. It's uh, that is what I also noticed with, uh, with people who are spiritual, like monks, you know, or, people who uh, do a lot of meditation and uh, whether it's now uh, whatever background, doesn't matter. I think they are calm mm -hmm. and they have denied a lot of things, you know, um, said goodbye to a lot of things, which keep most people so busy that it's almost like, you know, like that uh, proverbial uh, um, um, water, which is, um, the, it's muddy. And when the water is muddy and the mud is there, there is no clarity. So there is no other way you cannot do anything. You have to drop everything. If you want to have clarity, that mud has to settle. The water has to become clear. So it's the same with our minds. So if we are continuously always, uh, you know, the opposite of stillness, the opposite of inside of us, we're always out there in the world. We have the head in the world. 
the world is in our head also, we're always out there, then of course we don't have clarity. We are, we are just, you know, ultimately using other people's language because that's what we learned when we, after we were born. We're using other people's thoughts, even our most interior, internal thoughts as not ours, because really, where did, where did we get it from? You know, but you can come to a point when you are still to actually be uh, not separated even from the all-knowing, all-knowing mind, world, spirit, or God. You know, you don't feel separate anymore. Suddenly, things things are, are clear. They become clear, and that's the clarity that we need. That's also called. Uh, it goes to enlightenment. Also, the whole topic about enlightenment. You know, really clarity. Uh, it's not a thought, it's a process. Clarity, and I, and I think, yeah, and I, I think too, we, we, we talked about resilience earlier and all, everything we're talking about absolutely, you know, strength, strengthens our synaptic connections in our, in, our, in our brains. You know, we talk about neuroplasticity and when we practice these things, we're strengthening our, you know, it's called sprouting or rerouting. And sprouting is actually building new new uh, brain cells. Rerouting is rerouting that neural pathway. Um, and that can be caused by depression or something else from a mental health perspective or something else that you're just having a looping thought or ants, as we call them, automatic negative thoughts or talk. So when we when we have that, we have this calmness and this presence uh, of mind and we think like we're talking about, that's what helps mental health. We all have mental health. And so we, we were talking about that the word mental health, we all have it. Maybe you don't have a mental health condition, but everybody has mental health and everyone's going to go through some type of duress and distress at some point in time. Everybody does. So when we have that feeling of groundedness and presence and the ability of resilience to say, I can get through this, then that helps us stay in that, in that, in that place where we need to be in the calmness of the storm. I think I remember, you know, uh, how you defined, when I had you on the interview, how you defined as the seven principles of resilience. And it's uh, neuroplasticity. And uh, it's uh, self-regulation of emotions. It's self-awareness, social awareness, and uh, managing our relationships, as you explained. And then for a growth mindset, it's the resilience is the key, right? Resilience is sustainable. Mm -hmm. It is a skill that can be developed, you said. And, you know, this is so spiritual. Whenever we talk about uh, emotional intelligence, that is the spirituality thing. Because with emotional intelligence, now you actually have an outlook. You look in the future in the right way. You're not, you're not like, you know, worried about the future or uh, fearful or anxious no even outlook you have you see the context around you you are basically interconnected you feel the connections that is emotional intelligence correct and then um, mm -hmm. then all of this other aspects of emotional intelligence it, i believe that has a lot to do with becoming whole uh, particularly you know if you have self awareness and, and social awareness the awareness itself in, in emotional intelligence is wholeness and that's spirituality. We just name it differently. 
But uh, you know, yeah. we say we talk about emotional intelligence because that's we know specifically what that means. When we talk about spirituality, we can mean all kinds of things. I can be in a hippie dress in on the beach on Goa and call it spirituality. And another one, you know, we, we have so many. Um, it's just like with God or with love or beauty. I mean, there are just so many definitions of those words that almost are very ambiguous nowadays. I mean, people talking about spirituality mm-hmm. can be very ambiguous, what we mean. But we have been narrowing it down to wholeness. Like, again, health is also wholeness. And the, when you when you lose that, then you're going in a dangerous direction. And how do you get back there? Well, obviously, this, this meditation. And there is a lot out there today. You can always uh, expand your understanding of who you really are, because you might find out uh, that you are the whole universe, but not that you run around afterwards and say, I'm God, you know. It's just that idea that you are nothing on everything at the same time, because everything is so interconnected with each other that you're not, you cannot be separated from it, impossible. Absolutely, 100%. That, that interconnection is is so key. You know, we talk about, you know, like you said, you, people define spirituality in different ways. Um, you know, emotional intelligence, different ways, you know, self-awareness, um, how we self-manage our, our, our emotions. And, you know, they talk about how we have something within ourselves that allows us to be to be, like you said, in this in this present mode and be part of the universe. And I think you know, these are these conversations are so important. I think, especially now with what's going on in our society and environment, um, what people are going through. Um, you know, I know people don't like to use the word new, the new, the new norm, but you know, whatever people call it, it's it's we have seen mental health on the rise so much because of all that's gone on that these types of conversations that we're having are really significant, important, and relevant in our current climate. Yes. Well, I think we are coming to a close. Uh, is there any question? You, I should definitely ask you. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, like a question when you when when it's always say, "Oh, I wish you would have asked me." <laughs> um, I'm thinking. I'm just thinking. I think we covered a lot. If this went, it always does. But I think we covered a lot. I think. I think it's just real. I think that you know, people if people ask a lot of times. How, how do I even, how do I do this? How do I get there? How do I start? I'm, if I'm having a mental health condition, I'm in a debilitating state. What do I do? What do I build out a structure for yourself? Build out, you know, um, someone asked, did ask me this question. What are some things we can do? And, and, and a really good, um, a really good uh, quote that I heard from somebody the other day was they said, if I'm in a situation where I'm feeling vulnerable or I'm feeling in a place where I'm having a hard time, how would my best, how would my best person, my best version of myself respond? And I thought that was a really telling thing. And I tell people who have, who's in a journey, they're going through things. They may still have down days, build yourself a structure, have some structure on how can I get myself out of that? What's that structure? Morning rituals. What, what is that structure? More than ever, when you're having a mental health condition or, or situation where you're really in a place where you're having a hard time, what is that? Is it doing my morning rituals? Is it reading a little bit about emotional intelligence? Is it, do you, I always tell people, those are the days that you really have to get up and push through more than ever. And, and I leave with this, you know, pe- people talk about people with mental health conditions. 
they can be so strong because they have to push through more so than other people. And having that that spirituality and those those mind, body, spirit, and soul connection can really help you get through those days. But also have something structured for yourself. Um, and when you're in a situation that you're feeling, um, you know, let's say you get into a maybe you're in a conflict of some sort, stand back for a little bit, think logically about it. Because it's not, it's not what happens to us, it's how we respond to it. And then that goes back to us being grounded, present, and of course, emotional intelligence, which is the self-regulation of emotions, which is you know one of the seven principles of resilience. Yes. Just yeah, so nice, so good to hear this again, because I think it was six months ago that we talked. Um, yeah. But I also would like to uh, mention your uh, fantastic website and, and your oh, Facebook absolutely. group. And LinkedIn, and it will be all in the show notes. Uh, can you mention your website, okay. the name of it? Sure. It's um, www.mentalwellnessunleashed.com. Yes. And so. And then, of course, like you said before, we do have, we have Facebook and LinkedIn uh, business pages with free resources for people to go to. And, and we've got tools and different things that people can utilize um, you know, that, we, that we post pretty much on a daily basis of some sort. Um, on one of our, and we've been Instagram as well. So Yes. So that's easier to connect with you when somebody wants to know more about it because it will be in the show notes and you have a website people can connect with you and uh, and learn more about this. And, and, and they can reach out to me directly. I love people reaching out to me directly, just even if they have a question or they have just want to talk about something. Yes. Um, I just love people reaching out because I think the more we can, the more we can talk about these, this like you doing these types of conversations. I mean, we need more people like you having these conversations to push these things out to, to help people um, understand that they can get through these rough patches. Um, and then we change the narrative. Mental health conditions, not mental illness. We don't say heart illness. We say mental, we say, we say heart conditions, say mental health conditions. Um, but, you know, I just want people to know out there, if they're listening, if they're going through a tough time, you can absolutely get through it. I promise you there's support out there. People love you. You're valued. And just remember that it's really important. But if they want to reach, if people want to reach out to me directly, I love that too. That's very kind of you. It's very nice of you. Well, Christine, um, I am uh, so happy that we have been taking this time again to talk. And uh, so uh, thank you very much, Christine, for having been on the show. Thank you, Joseph. It's always a pleasure to be with you so much, my friend. Thanks. Yes, it was a real pleasure again to talk with you. Um because, you know, you come with this expertise of uh, in this, particularly with emotional intelligence and resilience and all this, and that's a very spiritual topic. And uh, I thank you also, my dear listeners, for joining us today. The recap of the show with bullet points, the questions in the show notes with all the links mentioned during the interview on homebythebeach.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to have you here again for our next episode. This is your host, Joseph Schinwald. Thank you and goodbye until we meet again.